morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge Podcast. How are you, Riley? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Connor? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. What is new in the life of Riley Sorensen? Well, we just came out of training, so this week has been um, a little hectic, which is super cool. Um, I don't have, obviously, I know we chatted about it, but I don't have like a lot of people that I'm working with, but definitely new. Uh, typically when I come out of training, you know, it's just kind of gung-ho right into my own business and there's only so much you can do for your own business uh, during the day. Uh, obviously cold calling during the night, but during the day it's pretty typical, you know, just putting some ads up, maybe doing the odd interview and stuff. So that's typically pretty relaxed, but with the introduction of these uh, new franchisees I get to work with, it's just, you know, obviously just a little bit more time with the setup meetings and stuff. So that's really what's been up with me. Um, it's been a super cool week. Uh, really cool to talk to all these super excited operators and have them, you know, launch their own business for the first time. So my week's been, you know, good, a good busy. How about you? That's awesome to hear. Pretty, pretty same thing. I still remember the my first year of DMing when I came out of franchising the year before. It the the difference the difference in my daily tasks and my duties in my thought process in everything because when I was franchising still I was a full-time student so I had so much to focus on during the during the day and there's still so much to focus on but it's just it's shifted to a different category you're focusing so much more on helping the other people really kickstart their businesses and since we've been getting into everyone's setups one thing that's been really cool to see this year is just the proactivity of all of my people that's something that I, to be honest, using last year as a baseline, wasn't overly expecting because my rookies last year were phenomenal. And this year, they're, they're, they're stellar. They're amazing. And I'm already getting so many questions and a ton of phone calls and people who are just genuinely looking for help to get started in the best way they possibly can. So it's really cool and it's, it's really exciting to, to see. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of the same thing for me. Obviously, again, I'm not working with as many people, but tip, yeah, typically during a day, like already, um, I would say I'm getting like six, seven, eight calls a day um, just from the three of them, which is super cool because I can tell how excited they are to go out and, you know, get started. And like, you know, they went out yesterday and all of them uh, like told me what they, you know, got up to, what kind of leads they got, lawn signs, like they were super excited for it all. And it's super, it's super cool to kind of see that and, and see how ecstatic they all are to kind of just go out and get fired up and get started, which is super cool. How would you say, yeah. um, like, have your vets been very similar to the rookies, like very ready to go? They, they have been. I actually have a few vets who entered into a renovation show this weekend. Um, and yeah, I saw they've that. seen some pretty impressive results from it so far. They're out there, they're working their ass off for it. They have a really nice booth set up and they're just generally kicking ass. And it's it's so impressive to see. Just the differences between, even with all of them from last year to this year, they're so much more prepared. They're so much more excited to get going. It's just, it's it's a, they've really taken on this new year as a new opportunity to really rebuild themselves in all of the best ways possible because all the vets that are involved with the renovation show they had great years last year but it's so clear that they're out there looking to crush the last year 
and I love to see it. It's, it's something that you described to me when we talked yesterday as almost like a proud dad moment. Yep. It, 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 it's like your, your kids are out there learning how to ride a bike for the first time again. And they're, they're getting to the point where they can ride with training wheels and well, the rookies are and the vets have, are re-removing their training wheels again. And I love it. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, with regards to the renovation show, um, you said that they're seeing good results. Obviously, it's January and it's Alberta and it's cold and it's snowing. Why would you say that they're seeing great results? Because obviously, you putting all of those factors together for a renovation show <laughs> doesn't really bode extremely well, I guess you could say, for summer painting. So, like, why do you think that success is there? I think a lot of it's a mindset shift because when we especially were franchisees there was a big there, there was a big myth around the fact that alberta just books work later um, east of the rockies just books work later but back in the day it used to be west of the rockies just just booked work later until you had a certain group of people who came in and they shifted they changed the narrative they changed the mindset and they they started working harder earlier because they saw the benefits of it and the relaxation that they got from it later on in the year. And I think what it's what it's slowly taking is is the different people coming in and ready to work who value the time off later in the year and they see what it's going to take to have that and what it's really going to take to hit their goals and they're willing to put that work in, which is something that. I, to this level, I haven't really seen in Alberta in the past, to be honest with you. A lot of my people are are booked at higher numbers already than I ever was when I was franchising. It's it's incredibly impressive to see. Yeah, that's cool. I remember when I first came in and, I, yeah, very similar. I was told, you know, it's okay if you don't book a lot of work. Most of our work, you know, gets booked in the summer because we're just, we're, we're in Alberta. We can't book work in the, in the winter because it's cold. It's not the right time of year. People aren't in the right type of mindset. So like you like can think of any kind of work that you book in January, February and March is kind of bonus work because most of our stuff comes in the summer. And I remember thinking like that just doesn't seem right. Uh, <laughs> if they can do it in BC, I don't know how, but like I'm going to do it here. And I remember my first year, I think, yeah, like everyone like was struggling to book work. And I think it was just that poor mindset. And then my second year, I don't uh, know. Hold on. I want to stop you there. I don't know if I would even call it a poor mindset. I would just would think it was um, it, it was an adapted mindset from the previous operators who were in sure. the area, which which in their perspective might not have been the poor mindset. That could have been the right mindset. It we've just we, we've evolved the, what the mindset is. Yeah, just different timing. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. So in my second year, though, I I remember. I had a really good start to the year, actually. It was super cool. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I think I was at like 20 grand or something, like mid-February when Corey came down for uh, for something. I think we had a dinner. He was in town, so like Kathy or whoever um, got all the people together, and we had a dinner, and he like called me out saying like how I was doing super well for the time of year, but like it's definitely doable to do it and i think that's where the change actually happened 
And we can see like a super similar kind of ideology for Manitoba up until last year where a bunch of people did super well. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just Manitoba. Like they're not going to do that great out there. It's Manitoba. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, all it takes is one person, one person to show that it's possible. And on a, on a company wide level, John, when John did $800,000, it showed people that it was possible. And as soon as he did that, it changed the mindset of a lot of a lot of people and people started striving for bigger numbers. And one person who was actually incredibly influential for that in Manitoba actually was Ilya. Before Ilya did 220 in Manitoba, nobody ever thought Manitoba could do 220. And now we had, what, two rookies who came incredibly close to it last year, yep. which is insane. But that's all it took. And now this year for Northern Alberta, now, having had seven or eight people do over 100 grand when the previous year the average in Northern Alberta was like 62, it's it's reset the pace, it's reset the baseline, and it's given all the rookies a new number to strive for because they see the people around them and they want to keep up with the people around them and they want to build and grow and they don't want to be the person who's left behind. And that's something that we've seen over the years in BC, especially on the island something that Jonah and Ryan Williams have been so incredible at is just building that that culture out there. They built a, such a strong team dynamic that everyone wants to grow and push off of one another to really accelerate and see what they can do. And it's created almost a competitive nature to an extent where they don't want to be that bottom dog. And it's driven the numbers through the roof. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I think the whole idea of like competitiveness can can push people quite far so i i think like resetting the pace is a perfect way of explaining it it's just like it was like a certain way then and now it's adapting and it's changing and it's moving in a good direction obviously but yeah it's very interesting to think about that like in the setup meetings that you've kind of done like what what, what have you kind of seen for people's goals like what are their whys I, I find that this year especially, it's been, I, I've seen a lot of rookies actually find difficulty attaching wise to some of their goals. Because in past years when the average was 80, 90, 100, 115,000, it's a lot easier to find ways to spend the money from the profit. But now when I have rookies who look at the average last year of, of 155 and they want to be at or above average, average. <laughs> they're making a lot more money. Yeah, it's an incredible average. They will, And in order to just be at that average or above that average, they're making a lot more money than they had, than, well, assuming they hit the goal, they would be making a lot more money than they would have originally thought. So... A lot of people have been having, say, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars left over with no real purpose behind it, which has really prompted the conversation of what what are you going to do with that money? Kind of what we talked about last week. Are they going to look into investments? Are they going to look into buying, going on a trips, buying some some toys? Like, what are they going to do? But I've seen people's initial responses. It's very. It can be very short short-minded or is not short yeah very very short-term responses because they'll see this extra money that they have the potential of making and they'll say they want to do these small little excursions or trips and stuff which is super cool but 
some of them don't really realize the impact that that extra five or ten thousand dollars saved now can have in 15 or 20 years which is why i've been just driving the idea of of talking to a financial advisor and making a legitimate financial plan into every single one of them as they come into this year yeah i agree um that whole idea of like what is it actually going to be not now and like but like how will your future self thank you for making that extra 10 grand this year next year and the year after that as opposed to like i don't need that money you know my parents pay for this or my parents pay for that or i don't need it because like this is what i need you know i need 30 grand i don't need 40 grand but like that value of that extra 10 grand could go significantly further than people really seem to realize short term exactly and and they might not need to want they might not need to retire a couple years earlier but i'm sure they want to yeah and it and it, it, it's dealing with the wants um, that are going to exceed the needs now that is going to really put them on track to do that if they are able to look long term and actually get organized enough to see the impact that everything's going to have on a long-term scale yep yep i agree and i, I think it's funny just because like and I know we're really trying to coach it, like the whole mindset thing and like getting people to open their perspective on what they're seeing in front of them and like taking a bit more of an overview approach to things and understanding why it's important is, is cool. And, you know, like instead of thinking, you know, the typical cookie cutter of like, I need to do this and then I need to do this and then I need to do this and then I need to retire at 65, you know, like why not put that effort in now <laughs> And you don't need to do all of those, you know, specific things at specific times. It's okay to like work that much harder, make that $10,000 extra now, as long as you have a really strong why attached to it. And I remember when we were doing some cold call training two days ago, uh, me and Max were talking about his goal. And he was telling me that like his conversation with Brooklyn came out to the idea of he needs to find a better why or else he's not going to have that push and that's super important right yeah whether it's student works or elsewhere (laughs) you know like why do you want that money why do you want that you know to lose that weight why do you want that car like what are those things What, what is the actual urge to do those things and like is it strong enough to actually push you to do it yeah yeah, exactly. And there's actually there's a book that I that I've read a couple times now. It's by Simon Sinek. It's called Start with Why. That I am fast. I'm fascinated by that book. It's not there's nothing really revolutionary inside mm. of the book, but I would highly recommend reading it for anybody who wants assistance in trying to find that mm. that direction, because it's going to give them an, the ability to really break things down to to the core purpose of what they're actually trying to accomplish and help them attach more of a long-term goal to what it is that they're that they're going after yeah that's great i remember i read that book uh well not (laughs) never actually finished a book but i read half of that book about three years ago and i got the gist of it so i closed it but it yeah it's a very cool um concept of really attaching Mm -hmm purpose to what you're doing and making sure that you actually understand why you're doing something instead of just you know doing it to do it it's uh it kind of changes your perspective on when you're trying to trying to actually do something and breaking it down and really thinking about 
why it is that you want to do that specific thing and what's that yeah. going to do for you two years down the line, yeah. five years down the line, 10 years down the line. Like how does that affect the trajectory of your life? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess since I mentioned Simon Sinek too, he, he actually has quite a few different, different teachings in his books that are so impactful for different, for people, not only in business, but also outside of business. One of my, one of his other books that is actually also one of my favorite books, um, it, it's called Le- or Why Leaders Eat Last or something along those lines, that his main, his main teaching in that book emphasizes the, 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 it emphasizes the traits of a strong leader in the sense of the ability to listen to their people and to encourage them to find their direction while pushing them from behind and growing with them. It's a really fascinating concept that can be brought into what you and I do because often so many people will come to us with questions in terms of how do I do this, how do I do that, and we can give them the answer. If they say, what should I do with this money, we can give them the answer. But sometimes what it takes is is just to step back and listen. Listen to what it is that they have to say and what they want and let them figure it out themselves and be and, and force them to build the autonomy inside themselves and then step in and well not necessarily step in and then comment and give feedback and give improvements and ideas and everything moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, it needs to be important to them, not what they think is important to you that you're now telling them that it should be important to them. Um, I think yeah, like we, when, when Corey was helping with me with my setup meetings, he put it like really in a really cool way um, that I then kind of talked to one of my other franchisees about. It's like you have all these goals and you want to make blank amount for blank and, you know, you know, two grand for that or five grand for whatever. And it's as simple as thinking like, hey, like if you don't make that money, like, you know, there goes your trip. If you don't make that money there goes your new car like it, it and putting it as like blunt as that I thought was super cool because like for me that like would motivate me and um it kind of made me think back to my goals because I was like oh like why do I want to do 450 this year like <laughs> what's the purpose of that and then it like you know broke back down to like oh well if I if I don't like there goes my renovation there goes my other house that I want to purchase there goes my new backyard like <laughs> and start checking things yeah. off the list every time that something's not getting it actually hit and that's motivating for me at least absolutely that's actually a trick that i used with one of my franchisees last year when they approached me in midsummer and they said it they told me that they wanted to lower their goal what i did with them was when it was i reopened the sheet that that them and i filled out at the beginning of the of the of the year where we actually attached a why to everything they wanted and I just asked them, okay, so if you want to lower your goal, what on this list do you not want to be able to afford? Do you want yeah, to afford what, your rent? What are yep. we taking Sounds out? good. Do you want to afford groceries? Yep. Kate, can't take that out. Do you want your cell phone? Yep. Do you want to pay off your schooling? Yep. Do you want a car? Yep. Okay. So if we're lowering your goal, you need something that you can't, that you don't want to be able to, or you're not going to be able to afford one of these things. Pick one. And they couldn't. So we kept their goal what it was. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a, it's and, a good and, way of reverse engineering it, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. And that's something, too, that's it's why it's also super important when we're doing our setup meetings to help the, help the people we work with 
finds what it is that, that they want for their goal. We help them, help them figure out what it is that, that's going to matter to them because they need to have an attachment to it. And that's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of this. And we said that some people, they want to set their revenue goal at something that is that will generate an income that is higher than what they actually need or want or can find attachment to. So when someone says, I want to save, I want to invest $20,000. Okay, cool. As soon as something goes doesn't go their way, suddenly 15000 is also a good number. Suddenly 10000 5000 2000 is also a good number, which is why it's super important to get to be prepared and work with somebody to figure out the long-term impact on what they're going after. Yeah, that's super cool. And it, and it was funny because, again, you break it down and you think like, okay, like there's all these goals that I have to hit and, you know, like I have the reasons, but like it really does. It's as simple as like just doing exactly what's on your calendar. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny because you explain that to people and they're always shocked. They're like, what? It's that simple? It's like, yeah, if you actually mm-hmm. like you actually follow this thing it's that simple because this is like a roadmap to success you just have to like actually follow it but then people don't follow it and they're like i didn't see what i wanted to like this sucks like i don't know how i didn't hit my goal and it's like oh well did you cold call three times a week well no i only went twice okay like did you drop like 300 flyers a week or whatever well i know i only dropped 200 okay cool so like now this makes sense because when you compound that over the course of four months or six months that's like a lot of missed opportunity that you're just not doing. Yeah, and and even with the calendar too, that's something that I definitely could have could have done better with last year as a coach. That I've really already been trying to work with my people on this year, and it shows because one of my people who has called me multiple times already this year, which I love, they called me today to say, "Hey, Connor, I have something that I committed to." months ago that's that's happening next saturday and i'm scheduled to call past clients in the exact time it's happening what do i do they didn't say i just can't call past clients they said what do i do where do i move this time to so they're starting to understand the importance of hitting those small actions which is something that's so hard for some people to realize and it was just such a such a neat moment to see this individual specifically reach out to me and ask that question because it's someone the person that did that that asked me that question is someone that I want them to call me a lot I want obviously all my people to call me a lot but this person I just I I feel like the more contact I can have with them the better they're going to do so it's well, cool to see, already see them willing to reach out. I mean, arguably, like with everyone, the more contact they have with you, the better they're going to do because they're going to learn significantly more than if they didn't call you. Yeah. But yeah. That's, no, yeah, that's that's cool. That's super true. And that's true every single year. It's the people who that call the DM the most do the best. I can look thousand percent. at my leaderboards from last year from my team and track the number of times people called me. The people who called me the most were the top of my leaderboard. The people who showed up to my payroll events were the top of the leaderboard. There was one day that we were sitting, it was a really ghetto payroll event. We were sitting in a park in Edmonton, in a dog park, and I had this little weird lawn chair waiting in the field for everyone. And as people started showing up to the payroll events, someone asked me a question about how the team was doing, and I pulled it up, 
and the top nine people on my team were sitting around me in the park. Well, yeah, it was funny when we, <laughs> that's very cool, actually. Um, it, was, it was actually pretty funny when we had a, like one of our meet and greet events uh, late last year, uh, we went skating and it was funny because we were all kind of getting our skates on in the locker room and I think it was Easton. He's like, oh, is anyone else coming? And <laughs> Jackson was like, no, nope, this is it. And then I forget, I think it was... Uh, it was Jacob. Maybe maybe it was Andrew. But one of them was like, yeah, and like, funny enough, these are the best people in Calgary. <laughs> the ones who are here. Yeah. So, like, there's a very strong correlation. And I think that's why it's brought up so much at training. It's like go to payroll events is because, A, it's great to be able to just kind of take a time away from your business with people who understand what you're going through. But, B, because, like, typically there's a pretty strong correlation between those who attend and those who attend Mexico. Yeah, well, it, that's super true. And even that even goes back to something that I talked about on here in my little solo episode, the idea of, of your circle of people who you surround yourself with, that there's a phrase that goes something along the lines of that you're a combination of the five people that you, or it's either a combination or an average, the five people you spend the most time around. So if you go into something like this and you want to be one of those top performing individuals, spend time with them, see what it's like to, to be around them, how they interact with others, how they run their business, how they connect, how they relax, how they bond, how they do everything in their lives. And you will start to adapt to how they are. Yeah, I agree. Um, so strongly because in the off season, and I could just like instantly, I could feel it. Like in the off season, I was spending a lot of time with my friend group outside of student works and a lot of them, great guys, love them to death, but they're very lazy. Most of them. <laughs> and when I was spending like an abundance of time with them in the fall, I could just like feel my like energy change, my, you know, my drive change. I was like significantly less motivated to go do things because the hundred percent, like I was starting to like be a combination of that. And then like, you know, I started hanging out with SteamWorks people again in like late the year and then start of this year. And I've like felt that motivation pumping back up because again, like you hundred percent are the people that you're around. Yeah. And one thing to note on that as well is just that it, it there, that's nothing against your friend group outside of definitely not. student works. No, they're, they're still such great people. I've hung out with them multiple times and they're all phenomenal. It just they just have have slightly different goals, and everyone's goals are fitted for them. Back to what we've talked about so many times this episode, is just that their their goals align slightly different than what your goals are. So for you to hit your goals, you need a slightly different group of people to be around at certain times of the year. Yeah. But it's also important to always remember kind of the people that that you were around who kind of helped make you who you are, which is why it's really cool that you're still able to take those breaks away from that outside of student works friend group and go back to them as frequently as you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And it's just, they're in a different situation, right? Um, yeah. And if I was in the same situation, I'd be the exact same person, you know, like I would be, exact same for for their specific situation at their point in their lives Mm. obviously i've just had a different 
you know, path and like, that's okay. And that's fine. We have different goals. We have different, you know, portions of our lives that we're in and that's, yeah, fine. But it was just, it was, it was cool to notice that, you know, and be aware of it and not like blind to it, but be a hundred percent aware that that small change was happening and like I could control it because obviously it was just, Hey, like if I want that motivation back, I just need to go spend time with these people and I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, it, it's a funny little like loop you can get yourself in. Yeah. So if, if one of those, if one of the people in that friend group were to reach out to you and say, Hey Riley, I like what you're doing. I, I see you with, with, the house, the Tacoma, the everything else, what should I do? What, like, what would you, knowing what you know about them, like kind of like what advice would you give them? It's a good question. I think it would depend upon the person that asked me. Um, because all of them have, you know, like different attributes. And I think honestly, like at one point, they will all be on like really great paths because breaking them down like all of them are actually like if they want to be hardworking people they're smart and I think they just need to find something that they're passionate about so I would probably start with like what are you passionate about what are you interested in why are you interested in that how can you get to that place go look up go look for things that are in that field or in that specific category like what does that look like and like I would probably tell them to go and just overall get more information on it and find out where they can get started. I, th- I think that's probably what I would start with because every person's different and they need different things and they can learn different things in, in certain opportunities. But I think they would have to start with actually putting in the effort to go find those things instead of just asking me what I did to be successful because what I do versus what they would need to do is completely different. Yeah, that's super true. And even just each person's definition of success would would vary drastically. Yeah, and, it, and it, what it's they like a franchise owner. Get there and yeah, like yeah, and that's like back to the setup meetings. One of the questions that that I ask at all my people in the setup meeting is just. Like, how do you define success? How are you defining success on a long-term scale and a short term? How do you define success in your franchise? And then I give them my thoughts on things. And it's really interesting to see the variations between different people. Yeah. Because some people will see success, define success in terms of a monetary value. Some people define success in terms of impact. Some people define success in terms of... Growth. Time, growth, yeah. There's so many different factors inside of it. Yeah, and that that's kind of what I'm alluding to is like every single person's you know um, outcome and want is different. So it would be hard for me to like honestly direct them to to go be successful on a scale that like maybe I have been over the last couple of years, fortunately enough, because you know I'm super interested in self growth, but like. I wouldn't say any of them are. (laughs) So they'd probably be better off finding something that they're extremely passionate about and going and doing amazing in that specific thing. So I think it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question, obviously, because I'd, you know, I'd tell them, come do student work so I can learn, make a bunch of money. (laughs) But I don't think 
any of them actually would. So. Yeah. What about you? What what would you say to someone? I would have a very similar answer to you. It would be quite contextual. And what made me think about that is is one of my best friends is actually has been approached by his old boss to buy part ownership of a welding company. Okay. And then work as the work, be, be working as the manager, and then also have part ownership and start and work on growing the business. But they have no idea how how to do anything inside a business. So they they reached out to me last week just to get my thoughts and inputs and what I thought they would struggle with, and just really ask me kind of what their next step should be and if they should even take the position. And it was. It was really cool to me to see the friends, uh, just to see that friend reach out to learn about something else to really start to take that next step. Because for as long as I've known that friend, they have worked for their dad's company in the summertime and then worked for the welding company in the wintertime. And yeah. they were just in this very just cyclical year that it was the same thing year in, year out. If I called him on the beginning of July each year, he'd likely be in the same town working. If I called him every December, he'd be probably at the same workbench. And I knew exactly what he was going to be doing and when and why. And he was very content with that, which is awesome. And then just something inside of him sparked in the past six months. And he's been really just trying to grow and improve and to see a different level of success that he hasn't been able to see before which is what ultimately led him to this opportunity well that's exciting and for you it, right it, it's cool it's, to see it's that. super cool yeah that's cool that, that's like one one of my buddies he uh he's been kind of just you know doing whatever like he's been traveling he's been working part-time then full-time then traveling again then working part-time and then I don't know what happened, but last summer he's like, I want to go back to school. I need to get a degree. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sick. Like, good for you. you why? <laughs> why do you need a degree? Oh, well, like, I'm ready to, you know, get my life started. And I don't think I'm going to do that if I continue this cycle. And, yeah, it's cool to see that little, like, change, right? And, like, that spark and then, like, really realize, okay, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> Or else yeah. I'm going to be in a very, very similar loop for the next five, ten years. And yeah, and it, it makes me so happy to see because I love, I love when my friends succeed. Yeah. Because their their success does not impact mine. If anything, it's an op- it, it's cool for different people in, in my group to see success on different in different areas because we can all build off of it and grow mm. off of it. Well, yeah, and that's like very similar to Stoneworks. And like I think when, when Jordan was talking about mindset – the first thing that came to my mind was like, you know, when your friend books a job, you shouldn't be jealous because they're ahead of you. Let's say you should be pumping them up because that's fucking awesome that they went out and booked a job and worked hard for it. And you would expect the same thing when you book a job and like just feeding off positive energy is always going to go so much further than like being jealous of something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very that's cool. Very true. It's very cool. Um, what would you say? Uh, from this past week was like the biggest thing that you noticed change in I guess with regards to like this year versus last year like what's the biggest change in this week of 2022 that like in that wasn't there in 2021 
it, it's it's the passion behind all of my operators. Sweet. It, it's that desire to get out and do something that they've, that they've never done before. And I think that came from them setting the pace last year. Because especially for some of my third and fourth years, they never really knew what it was like to run a bigger business. And last year they did run bigger businesses and they got a taste of it. And it's, it's pretty infectious it's pretty once you get sweet. a taste of what that's like. <laughs> it's pretty cool to, to, to see your financial statement at the end of the year and just to see what goes along with that. With one of the, the, my favorite metrics to look at at the end of each year was always how much money I paid out in labor. As yeah. it was, obviously, you want to keep it controlled. I, I never, I don't say that in the sense of how how much proportionally. I, I was liked it in terms of the dollar value of of money that I was able to put into this, the pockets of students, and those are one of some of the things so that true. come with running a bigger business. That's so cool. And since my people have been able to see glimpses of of all of those different areas, the numbers of clients they've been able to help out, and the impact they've had on on their employees, on their clients, on them, on each other, on themselves, everyone has just hit the ground running with a, a a desire to succeed and a passion and a drive that I could have never anticipated. That's super cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's cool Like to, to look at your statement and put just a little bit more emphasis on like, that's so cool. I was able to hire students. I was able to help them earn, you know, X amount of dollars and put that back into the market and help them through school and you know, help them buy that new car that they wanted or go on that trip that they've been dreaming of just in one short summer. And yeah, one of the biggest accomplishments of, of, of any operator that I've seen would be one of our, our fellow district managers now, Sienna Bruce, her, her main painter, Mariah Morgan, worked hard enough that she was able to, to move into a house. Yeah, it's so cool. That, that, that she got a house, which take is it, incredible. Take it like the see. house wasn't extremely expensive because of the area, <laughs> which is an important yeah, factor. Can, but like, I, I can trade my coffee cup for a house in Moose Jaw, but still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like... No, the houses yeah, out there are gorgeous. It's, uh, it's cool to like think like, hey, I'm employing someone and I'm helping them change their lives. Whether it's over the course of the summer or like a full year position, that's, uh, that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that's, and it, it's going to be about continuing that, about making sure that I can empower people so that way they keep that drive, they keep that passion, they keep everything going and burning as, as hot as it is right now because that's one of the big, the big risks, not the big risks, the big cautions that I was given by other operators when I was in my, in my early years was that with certain people when they come out hot enough they can burn out if they don't have the right push the right people behind them the right why behind what they want to do and so really my role with these people specifically over the next few weeks and months is going to be about maintaining that passion and about figuring out how i can work with them to keep them going at the speed they're going yeah, yeah, like I, I know I mentioned it at training uh, in Calgary, so obviously anyone in the Rockies wouldn't have heard it, but the, even like just for example on Facebook, like the amount of times I see people come out of training, like 
everyone's posting. Everyone's looking for painters. Everyone's looking for marketers. Everyone's posting on their page, on their community pages, looking for painting projects. And then for some reason, April comes around and I only see one post a day, (laughs) not 60 like I did before. And like the flame is obviously still there in their business, but it's not everywhere it was. And that obviously there's a lot of things that go on, but it's important to ensure that that level of of, uh, effort is continuing through all of the all of the spring all of the summer until your very last day where you like pack everything up and close it down for the season yeah because even in the fall like you can book work if you're coming back you can book work no problem like people are still looking for painting for next year like you can just set good expectations and you never know what could happen like you just don't so yeah keeping that that consistency up is extremely important i would say that's a that's a super good point that you've kind of made to your people yeah and and for the other ones it's going to be about for the ones that haven't quite quite hit the ground running as fast as as the others it's going to be about getting them motivated and getting them uh, our 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 student works one of our little mottos go yeah get off your ass that's what's yeah. going to be about getting them off their ass to start taking action, to get going, to get started, which is, again, something that you mentioned when I asked you about what you tell your friends is to do the research, get the help, and get started. Because that's all it ever takes is just that first step. And no matter how big or how daunting somebody's goal may seem, if you just focus on that next step, that next piece of the puzzle, the next thing that's in front of you, and you accomplish those small tasks every single day, guess what? In six months, you're there. You've done what you needed to do. Well, you've surpassed you've accomplished it. what you need to accomplish. You've surpassed it. If someone hits their goals yeah. every day in this position, there's no way they don't surpass their goal. There's not a single chance. Yeah. I don't even hit my goals every day, and I still beat my goal. <laughs> so if you are absolutely crushing it and and you actually follow everything every single day and don't get complacent man like there is <laughs> so much potential to like just absolutely obliterate what you've set for yourself but like also like the growth that comes with that is ridiculous yeah so yeah i, I honestly don't have much more to say i think um i think it's been super cool this past week just kind of seeing everyone so motivated and pumped up and like every year in July, uh, January, it's so cool to see everyone just absolutely like just energetic and just ready to like get their shit started, whether they're a rookie or a vet. Like it's just, it's, uh, it's super motivating to be around so many people that want to just go out and, and you know learn and grow and get started. Yeah, it really is. I love seeing it every single year. And it's cool to be able to be part of part of the motivating team that helps people make that first step and that first leap. Yeah, it's all about one step, one step at a time, right? So, uh, well, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you next week. And hopefully the listeners enjoyed this and we will uh, chat with you guys soon. Yeah, has been good. Talk to you about soon.
Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to click the subscribe button and give us a follow at The Edge Pod on Instagram. We hope you have an amazing week, push for your goals, and remember, stay off your ass.